Presenting Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment Oh my God, I almost didn't get on because um, I cannot get the blog talk radios direct connect to work. So it was, I, oh my God, I was like totally scrambling. Okay, so, but it's okay. It's all cool. I'm here, you're here, and all is well. And we are so lucky to have Kim Boyd from embody-light.com. Get your pencils out or your pens and write that down. Kim Voigt embody-light.com and we've got our boy Eric who I love so much hi sweetie he says hi mom and I got an image of him um, wearing like a he looked like a lumberjack he had a red flannel checkered shirt on or you know the red flannel kind of big block shirt cool that was interesting I've never seen him look like that but yeah well, I mean, you know, my husband is, uh, you know, gets through these phases, right? Like, he tells everybody about everything has to be LED lights. Change all your bulbs to LED lights. Or you have to wear vests, and you, vests are the great, but then there's also checkered shirts. And he has a closet full of checkered shirts, I swear to God. And he has no shame that he will wear it with striped pants. Not really, but okay. Anyway, that's another oh. topic altogether. So that's well, probably that's why he's showing you that. He just is checking in on his dad, he says. So. Oh, so <laughs> sweet. All right, today, this is an awesome suggestion from Kim and Eric. Uh, we're going to, Eric is going to share uh, many of the facets of different forms of dementia, like Alzheimer's disease. Of course, that's not the only type of dementia. There are others, like multi-infarct dementia from many tiny strokes, and, of course, different types, forms of mental confusion in general. I need to listen to that one, okay? I'm just saying. Uh, uh, Of course, he will cover the spiritual basis of each, I'm assuming, hopefully. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, also, what what happens to the consciousness of those who suffer from these conditions? And what, if anything, can be done about these conditions? So, um, you know, like my mother. She was demented, you know, toward the end. And it, it seemed like she had one foot in the other side of the veil. Uh, she would say, I want to go there and point up. And she would talk about Gloria. I want to sit there. So, you know, I, I think toward the end, she went in and out uh, from the fifth dimension to our dimension. So, carry a you know, carry away. Say what you will, Eric. Yeah. Mike is all yours well, and Kim's. Well, Eric was just commenting on, on that to start with, and he said, you know, that is very common, especially at the end when they're in the dying process. Yeah. Um, that they're one foot in one world, one foot in the other. Uh, I mm, saw that all yeah. the time in my career, you know, where they'd be talking to people that were deceased and that type of thing. Um, sure. And, you know, the medical industry, always tended to think they were hallucinating. And I never really believed that they were actually hallucinating. Yeah, I thought they were always seeing through to the other side. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to hear your experience, um, maybe even some anecdotes about what you experienced as a nurse. 
and my my daughter's a nurse, so I have such I learned most of my medicine from nurses. Okay, so I have a lot of respect for nurses. Yeah, well, that you know during um, I think it's important during you know the dying process to acknowledge that and recognize that that's going on, and just let them um, talk freely um, when they're. But you know when they're confused and demented. Um, the one thing that we always really found helpful was don't try to, if they're telling you something that's just not making any sense, don't try to tell them, well, no, Mom, this happened in this year or oh, that year. No. Just go with no. the conversation. You know, yeah. like say she's talking about like she just had a child last year or something. You know, she's really confused. Yeah. And you might just yeah. talk about, well, how, how was that experience having your child? And what did your child grow up to do? And, you know, you just yeah, kind of go with yeah. it. But what he's saying is, you know, some of those people, when they do have dementia, they're not, it looks sad to us, but they're they're happy. They're not disturbed by it, oh, some of them. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, the, except the main, there's some that are really angry. There's some that, like my mom was horrible when she was not demented. Mm-hmm. I like demented mom a lot better. She used to beat the crap out of us all the time. She loved hairbrushes as the main form of uh, you know, um oh, uh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. or yeah. So um and so she was that nice happened with my mom also at the end. She was very nice. Yeah, why is my that? Mom was nice at the end. Because yeah, they've why is forgotten that? But, but and let go of angry. all the things they were holding on to. Mm. So it and mm-hmm. then Eric's also saying that can be such a healing process too, and sometimes they do choose to go through that at the end, so that you yeah. can heal some of those wounds and come together at the end. Oh. But um, so what Eric was telling me about when we were talking about doing this, I had conversation with him, and yeah. he's saying that you know there there are your natural causes, you know, where the arteries are thinning and that kind of thing. Um, But we're also, he's talking a lot about um, there being a lot of disruption in the electrical impulses in the brain that it's kind of getting short-circuited. That's part of it. And part of it's um, he's telling me, okay, first of all, like any kind of medication, um, Alcohol, all those kinds of things. And it doesn't even have to be, he's saying like all prescriptions, medicines, not just ones that make you sick yeah. or whatever, or alcohol, any of those things. They kind of lower your body's natural ability to heal itself. So it interferes with it in that way. But then he also said um, that it's like it's clogging up the system. And it almost looks like, um, he said part of it is aluminum. But it almost looks like these little interfering, they almost look like little shreds of glass or something in the field. And he said they're really interfering with the transmission. Yeah. Um, He said something about um, it's amplified by cell phones, you know, the technology, the wireless stuff. It can also be amplified by that. So he talked about that. and he. Wait, what, what do you mean, mm-hmm. mean, little pieces of glass? Where does that come from? I said, that's what it, that's what it looks like, what I'm kind of seeing it. He's, oh, okay, He's okay. making me feel like it's a sluggishness that kind of develops 
And I don't know if it's like where it's coming from, but if it's just a sluggishness and the fact that your body's not working at top peak when you're needing to use medications, yeah. or there's some kind of process with there's interference going on. Um, well, what's it from? Is, is, is it from cell phones and technology? Is that what you're saying, Eric? Yes. Yes. He says okay. yes. Okay. And he oh, says God. these other things are making us, that he's talking about, are making us more susceptible to it. That's what he's saying. Okay. So, so what can we do about it? Well, he's saying it's key to, well, there's there's several things. You know, we got to keep our minerals up. We got to keep our bodies rested, yes. exercised, hydrated, all those things. But the other things he's talking about is um, one thing is when, and this goes in with technology too. Mm-hmm. He's saying some people have started to lose the ability to think for themselves. Mm. Yeah. Because Why? they rely too much, because they rely so too much on yeah. technology, or they watch TV and or, or kind they're, of programmed. Yeah, or they're raised to be approval seekers, like in my uh, some of my books for parents. You know, raising mm-hmm. children who think for themselves and stuff that they choose to belong to a pack um, by conforming and you know to mm-hmm. their standards mm-hmm. and seeking their approval instead of you know, being able to belong to a pack by creating, by offering some sort of unique and meaningful contributions to pack. Once you do that, once you give a contribution, then push, you can let go and you can think for yourself. You don't have to like do whatever the pack says, listen to the same music and all that stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then, then the and kind of the whole reason this kind of came up in session, so we were discussing yeah. this because I've had more than one person, um, especially recently, where they're asking, "Is there something wrong with my memory? What's going on? I'm having problems yeah. with my memory." And yeah. so he's given me a couple things that can affect it. Um, for one. Um, we are in such a busy society that mm. sometimes we get so overstimulated um, that we just kind of shut down because it's like our body's telling us enough. You need to stop and pay attention to what you're doing yeah. or whatever the situation is. That's yeah. part of it. The other thing he says, you know, because all of our, when I'm into the whole chakra and energy healing thing, all of these layers work together. You've got your emotional body, which is in your second chakra. Your mental body is controlled by your third chakra. So that's your thinking. Okay. All right. So yeah. if you are holding on to suppressed mo- emotions, when one when one of those energy vortexes doesn't um, get the block in it and stops spinning as fast as it should, it can and does affect the ones around it. So it affects the next level because they hold mm. on to this emotional pain that eventually the energy shuts down, stops flowing, and that can cause real memory problems. And he's saying that's especially um, it's being seen in younger and younger and younger people. Wow. And then he gives me the scenario 
if this went on long term, then it would start manifesting physically. So that's one way it can start spiritually. Oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah. Now, minerals yeah. in the body, that's kind of interesting that you bring that up right now, Eric and Kim, because I've been reading this, uh, we're trying to, but, you know, I'm so busy freaking hell. Um, but I, I got this book from blog member Betty Daniel, and who is so sweet to do it in large print, okay, called The Body, <laughs> A Guide for Documents by um, Bill Bryson. And it is so funny and so full of facts. And, um, yeah, he talks about how we do not get the minerals that we should because the, you know, the soil is pretty much depleted, and, and they're pretty mm-hmm. important, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so, like um, spark yeah. plugs in a car almost, you know? That's yeah. what keeps all that. There's so many electrical conducting things that go on in your body, these impulses, and if you don't have the, the minerals, you, it's not making the connections. As well. Yeah. All right. So, why do some uh, people with Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia, and why are some of them not just nice, but they're angry? Like, there are some alcoholics that are sweet, funny uh, when they get drunk, and there are some that are angry drunks. So, um, mm-hmm. talk to you about that, Eric. Uh, so, okay. So, what he's saying is. It's like they get they get into patterns just like we do, and they're they're like locked in in a pattern of that anger. And mm-hmm. I'm asking him, is that tend to be people who are more um, angry during their lifetime have a lot of anger issues? He said yes, and he said it can also be. Um, he says because if you're and he's not using this word, this is my word. If your cognition is so gone that you don't remember how it used to be, yeah. you're not going to be so upset about it. But if your cognition's like halfway gone, three-quarters oh. gone, and you remember how it used to be, he's saying, of course yeah. you're going to be mad. Yeah. And then he said, you know, you got to take into consideration other things are going on, other processes are going on with their body. Maybe they're yeah. in pain. And, yeah. you know, they have dementia. They might not even have the ability to tell you about it any longer, you know. Oh. And that's frustrating, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So my father, I mean, my mother was a nice, demented person. My father, um, you know, I do think he... Had some dementia toward the end, but he was an angry SOB. And I think he wanted to find some scapegoat, uh, uh, you know, for his being immortal. He could not believe that he could actually die and that he was actually mortal. And he wanted to lash out on somebody, and that somebody was me, the person that took care of him his disabled daughter, my sister, and my mother for decades. And it's really weird. I mean, why would he choose to attack, you know, with his dementia, the the one that was always there for him? Okay, okay. I'm getting really big goosebumps um, mm-hmm. because 
the person playing the heaviest role, the meanest role, mm-hmm. can actually be the person who loves you the most. Mm-hmm. And because it takes a lot of guts and a lot of gumption to come into a lifetime where you're going to be a jerk and you're going to hurt people and they're going to yeah, hate true. you and they're going to sling yeah. back at you. Um yeah. It really takes somebody with gumption to be able to do that. And, you know, knowing all along that they're there to guide you to do what you're what you need to do. And so mm-hmm. that being said, it's like, you know how a child, if they're gonna go off, they'll go off to their parents because they know their parents are gonna love them regardless yeah. unconditionally. Because exactly. they feel the safest with their parents or like how they misbehave. Mm-hmm when you pick them up for daycare when they were angels all day long, you know, because they know they're safe with you. He knew he was safe with you. And he just, he had anger and frustration. And then the other thing people do too, it's so much easier. He was scared too. He didn't know what was going to happen, but it's also so much easier to be angry and project, Eric's saying this too, project your crap at other people. So that yep. you don't have to deal with your own darkness, your own crap, oh, your own shadow that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And yet the daughter who changed colostomy bags, took them to whatever, to doctor's appointments, took care of the disabled daughter and all that stuff for 35 years, um, when the other daughter from Arkansas, Swept in and took care of him for a couple of months, persuaded him, and capitalized on the fact that he was angry at being mortal, convinced him to give her everything in his will. And what is really ironic about that, and God, I hope she's not listening, and of course she is not, is that she was the one who accidentally killed him. Long story. Oh my gosh. Long story. Oh I don't gosh. want to go into it, but. It's so ironic. It's like he mm-hmm. was on blood thinners, and she did fecal decompactions on him. And she was OCD. She went everything clean, including that asshole of my father. And she dug in so deep that she ripped something, and he exsanguinated into his retroperitoneal space. So oh, it's no. weird how that karma, and it was the worst death possible. He was in such pain. But you know what? I think sometimes people die in the kind of pain they've given others in their life. I don't mm-hmm. know. And I think it was all I, a spiritual contract and, and all that, but it's so weird and ironic to me. And I wish he had not suffered so much in that death. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when you were talking, um, Eric asked me to tell you something. He said um, about the situation with your sister and the money. Um, And this is something that I've recently learned of. Um, There are universal laws that we just really are not, only have an inkling of. But whenever somebody takes something, money, or gets money that's not earned, there is a balancing that has to occur. And quite often um, that other individual ends up losing the money. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, you know what? It's only money. It's only money. Mm -hmm. And the worst part is that my sister lost the rest of her family 
that nobody wants to have anything to do with her. Of course, I will always be there for her, but it's really sad. I mean, I I don't care about money. So, it, it you know, it, it, it's just too bad that she chose money over us. And uh, when I was using the e-board, like Ouija board, you know, Eric board, I asked mm-hmm. Jesus for a message for my sister, Laura, and he, you know, spelled out, you, um, what did he say, you uh, crucify love, you use money to crucify love. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to different things. So um, thank you for that, Eric. And But but what can we do for people with uh, in our lives with dementia? Of course, we have to care for them and love them. And like you said, uh, Kim, you have to not con- contradict their stories. You need to allow them to have those stories and give them the peace of having those stories. What else? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so Eric just kind of just flashed how flash a little image um, in my mind where um, he's saying, you know, he's saying that we have to be realistic sometimes. And I think he's speaking more about like people that are caretakers and get frustrated where yes. we expect them to be able to perform certain tasks and they no longer have the ability, you know, mentally to do it. Oh. And you get, yeah. can get mad and get frustrated. And he says, um, he's saying, they haven't lost their ability to feel when somebody's mad at them or sense Ooh. that kind of thing. Oh, and it's just counterproductive. God, powerful. Even though they've lost oh. their cognition, they still feel it and they know it. Yeah. Just like he said, just, it, and because and, I just asked him in my mind, just like someone in a coma, you still talk to them because yeah. sometimes they do hear you. you know? yeah. Especially with the pond. They just love them. Yeah, the Pontine stroke. They have the locked-in syndrome where they can't, they cannot communicate at all. Yet they know and hear and feel everything, and that's just really awful. Um, so I, I remember um, thinking about how I could still take care of my parents. Even though they abuse us so badly, I'm talking broken bones and running out, escaping to become homeless and all that stuff. But I still wanted to love them and take care of them because oh, nobody else would. And it really became very clear to me, uh, like they were still alive. But uh, you know, I was brushing my teeth and I saw these little sugar ants circling the the bowl of the sink. I spit out the toothpaste and took them all down the drain, and I started to sob because I thought, wow, those are living creatures, and I just killed him, you know? And Mm -hmm. then I thought, well, you know what? My parents are living creatures. Yeah, they are. They have been awful, uh, you know, as far as parents are concerned, but they are still living creatures, you know, deserving of unconditional love. And from that point forward, I said to myself, 
I don't care what my sister, the other sister, that, you know, I don't want to give her a name. But anyway, uh, what she did, I don't care what my father did or my mother did or whatever, everybody deserves unconditional love. And that was such a release for me to be okay with loving someone that does not love you the same. Mm-hmm. It was a very powerful lesson for you, Eric saying. It was huge. Mm-hmm. So, Kim, can you share, a, a, you know, a, a, an anecdote uh, as a nurse? Uh, oh, my God, nurses are well, amazing. Well, yeah. I, can you share one that would help us um, understand well, I, this Yeah. Kind of um, so I'm thinking back to this one lady, and this was several years ago, but um, she had actually, she had been in a motorcycle accident, and she was in a persistent vegetative state. And, you know, nobody thought she understood. Nobody thought she could communicate. Um, And just out of some strange happening, a person I knew, like, like back from high school, I happened to see in a store, a conversation got to where I worked. And she said, oh, I know this lady. She lived there. And, of course, I couldn't say anything. But when I went to work, I just having a conversation with this lady, I said to her, well, I was at a store, and a lady asked me where I worked and mentioned your name. I said I went to high school with her, and I mentioned the lady's name, and she looked up at me, and tears started flowing down her eyes. Oh, wow. So I knew that she could hear us. And that was the first inkling any of us had that she was understanding or hearing and still had emotion. Wow. So you just never know and you should just never assume that someone can't hear you. You know, lead lead your life with love, not fear, Mm -hmm. not hate, nothing. I mean, it's just nothing better than love. Do you want to say anything else, uh, Kim? Oh, I'm sorry. Eric just told me something else, too. Yeah, just uh, on that same thing we were talking about. He said, even if that person that you were speaking to that has dementia or or is in a vegetative state, even if they had no mental ability to put together what you said and understand it, they would feel the vibration of your loving relationship. Oh, God, that's so important. So he said, just keep talking no matter what. Now, on a relief point, as a a physician... um, I loved my patients, okay? I mean, to me, being a doctor was a calling. It was not a career. Did not care about money. I went on house calls and all that kind of stuff. But I love this one patient, and I'll call her Belle E, because I don't want to give her a full name. And she was so lovely. Uh, But all of a sudden, she went into a delirium, and I had to admit her to the hospital. Delirium is more acute than dementia, okay? So mm-hmm. every time I came to see her, I could tell her the, the, the state of her medical um, condition by how far her real eyebrows are were from her painted-on eyebrows. Okay, so if they're pretty close, she was doing good. If her if her painted-on eyebrows were way like two inches above her regular eyebrows, we are 
in trouble. So let's see, L E. Almost your last thing. Um, uh, you know, marker of, um, you know, how well they're doing. So I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, that is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, well, it, you know, you ought to have some humor. But anyway, she just happened to have a bladder infection. Uh, you know, uh, older people do not do well with infections, and sometimes. Just a simple bladder infection can make them delirious. Anyway, she ended up fine. I treated her yeah, yeah. for a long time after that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, oh, we so, used to you see know, that all the time. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, you. I'm sure you have lots of stories. Eric, it's you actually you would be the first thing we'd check for a bladder infection when somebody would start it, having symptoms off because it would almost elderly. always trace back to that. Yeah, and when they can't tell you. Yes, yes, and they sometimes don't make fevers, these older people. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to determine if they're septic or whatever. All right, so, Eric, do you have anything else to add or Kim before we take calls? He says we're ready for calls. Let's do it. Okie dokie. The first one is somebody from the seven uh, four seven eight area code. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm fine. And yourself? Good. What you got for us, girl? Hey, money. Um, I would like a love reading. Whatever you pick up is fine. Okay. Okay. Well. I will tell you what I am picking up is um, I just drew some cards. I, I Eric told me to get them out today, so mm-hmm. I drew a card of sensitivity. So uh, saying wow. you are extra sensitive to your energies and emotions right now, and to honor your true feelings, and that you're coming into your spiritual understanding. Um, and that it's a matter of prioritizing to yeah. get what you got to do to get going on your spiritual understanding. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It is on the back owner. He's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of stuff he... on the back burner, girl. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying, but it's yeah. okay. You know, everything has its sequence. Yeah. Everything has its proper time and mm-hmm. place, and there's no right order to things. It's what the heart wants, what the heart I dictates. Know. But mm-hmm. the people you who know? are around me, they 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 want me to believe that I need a job first before you can move. So, uh, I mean, and they people. made it true. They made it come true. So I can't find a job, so I won't have a, a love. That's what they say. So I'm trying to find this job first. And it's like, well, and they well, won't even allow me to have make, a job. So I don't even know how to find a love at this point. So, uh, yeah. Maybe, but I was maybe, just wondering. Lesson, yeah, well, Eric, let's talk about this. Because maybe the lesson here is that screw other people. This is your life. And you need mm-hmm. to start on your own and ignore, the, love them, yes. Honor them, yes. But you have all the power you need inside. So, Eric, please give me Amen. some, give us some guidance. Because I don't know. Eric is, Eric is saying really to honor your feelings. And he's saying your sensitivity that you have is a gift. And to really mm. follow that and honor it. Because he's saying you know what's true to your heart. 
And he says, mm-hmm. you know how to follow your heart. Um, and he's but, telling but me you're, Karen, you're like expanding. Eric. Yeah? But Kim and Eric, is so hard when other people are saying you're wrong, you're wrong, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's so hard, you know, to keep it together. Especially I, I mean, if they're I know actively so trying to do it, make it come true. Yeah. So if they're actively in your life, and no matter what, how you ignore it, if they're actively, you know, making problems for you. Now that's, yeah. you know, that's what I'm going through. So I agree. Uh, so what? I'm just hoping that I could get that. love first. <laughs> well, yeah. But you know Eric, what? Sometimes Eric you need to. Saying, go ahead. I'll I'll talk after no, you. No, I mean ahead. sometimes you need to get your shit together and love yourself first before you can really find your true love. Ah, but uh, go ahead, go. Eric. You, you're smarter than me. It, and that is that is exactly true. You know, you need yeah. to um, pri- as you're saying that's part that's of your awesome. prioritizing, prioritizing mm-hmm. putting yourself first. first. Uh, yeah. And then he he just he mentioned that you are expanding, that you're growing Ooh. in your development. It's about and time. so when <laughs> that happens, other people yeah. sometimes will kind of try to bring you down. They don't want you to get ahead mm-hmm. of them. Sometimes because they're afraid that you'll shift out of your relationships with them. There's all kinds of reasons. Exactly. They're That's saying, exactly stay true to yourself. I want to get away from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to get away oh from them. Oh, my God, <laughs> this is so true. Because, you know, somebody told me, a, a very a very wise blog member told me that when I was getting hated by so many people, like the, the person put on this YouTube, the, the most evil person, uh, woman on the internet, that kind of stuff. Um, they said that somebody told me, don't worry about it because when the light gets brighter, the dark respond, reacts um, violently. And I think that's what's happening in your oh. case. And I think that's what, what's happening in mine and many other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, they don't want you to shine, okay? Right. They don't want and, you to outshine no. them. So they will react mm-hmm. against you and be haters because they have uh-huh. made the decision to live in fear instead of the other right. side of the coin, which is love. Right. And then, oh too, the other thing like Eric is saying, you do. You can scare them. You can scare them because it threatens their belief system. Because if you're making it with this new set of belief systems, that means everything they've believed in is not true, and it's it's kind of oh. like you pull the rug out from under them. So that can happen to mm. me. Yeah. So what but, could you do, Eric? Um, give her stay the true to her heart. That's all I can Boundaries, and he's saying have compassion for the others. Realize they're coming from a place of unconsciousness, and try mm-hmm. picturing them as being allies as opposed mm. to um, being opposed to you as often as they can. Because when you give them a new role to play, they can start playing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, he so says talk to their higher selves. Talk to their higher oh. selves. Okay. Oh. So do you have any oh, specific practical advice for her? Like, um, I don't know, What? Um, he's he's um, saying these are um, lessons that she needs that she needs to be able to stand on her own and be a yeah. firm foundation. That's what he's saying. These are lessons, and he says she's she's doing it. She'll get it. 
Good. And screw the assholes, okay? Eric, you yeah. be by her side and nudge her in the right direction, okay? Okay, okay Mom. Thank you, yeah. Eric. Okay. All right. Thank you, ladies. You're right. welcome. Love you. God bless. Love you, too. God bless. Oh, God. I mean, so many of us are in that situation. So, you know, what I love about these these radio shows is very often we learn from uh, what the the questions and the answers to those questions from other people. So um, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, okay. So we got somebody from the five uh, six one area code. Hey there. How you doing? Hi there, Lisa. Hi, darling. How Hello. are you? What How are, are you? I'm Maddie good. How are you doing? Good. Good. What's your first name? Hey, Kim. Maddie Hello. from Florida. Maddie. Okay. Oh, okay. What you got for us? Hey, um, still waiting for Eric to prank me, and um, Eric, uh, inviting. I know, invite him into my house every day. <laughs> um, I want to know Eric and Kim if you can tell me uh, where my future husband is and when he's coming, and what's taking okay. so long. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is funny. Um, I'm getting patience. That, that to have patience, to have patience. Um, and for some reason, Eric's telling me to tell you to start writing things down. Like a, a like a what thing? Qualities, like what qualities thing? that you. Oh want. my God! I have qualities. a spreadsheet. I that have a you want in alphabetical oh my order. God. Oh gosh. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um makes sense. He's also saying put the request out and just give it to the universe and sit back. Not sit back. The person's not probably gonna come knocking on your door. Hey, I'm him. Um or her or whatever, but he says but just sit back. You're not going to have to try. The situation will be brought to you. And he tells me that the person that you're going to meet is going to have a gentleness about them. Mm. They're going to be very gentle um, with people, situations, and environments. And as far as when it's going to happen, um, he's just saying divine timing. It could happen any time. He said... It's about moving your, yourself into the cor- correct vibrational match to receive what you've asked for. That's what he said. Oh. Okay, so how could you do that? Let's, I love specifics, man. I'm a practicality. I want okay. I, I tell you, you at least two, like you are the best three. drilling it down. Okay. I know okay. I'm a bitch. It's what you're really trying to say. I want, no, um, no, no. I want details, awesome. man. Oh, you're sweet. Oh, God, you haven't talked to my husband or kids, obviously. Meditating, focusing, practice. What he's telling me um, is the more you practice being joyful and doing things you love, the more you Uh, put out the vibration of happiness and love and joy. He he says, oh. find the sweetness in life and in your soul. And 
you know, this I'm getting all goosebumps. He's saying, and then that like that sweet soul we were just talking about will find his way to you. Oh wow! So, so he's just saying, I mean, as soon like, as you get yourself pampered, is what he's saying. Pamper yourself. Okay. Now, Pamper. can I ask regarding your dementia um, uh, interviews that you guys just did? Um, I have mm-hmm. my yeah. mom that elderly now, and um, mm-hmm. she has like a favorite child um, out of four oh, children. She only has God. one favorite child, which doesn't care yeah. for her because he's, he's very far away. Um, what is their relate? They have a very strange relationship dynamic. God, I hate on. that. That's so gross. Yeah. I'm sorry. But it's probably past life or other life related. I it, don't know. Kim, yeah, Eric, Yeah, it is past life. Eric's saying, yeah, it is past life. And um, he's just saying it was unfinished business in a past life that they continued into this life and He's making me feel like your mom had a real loss of whatever didn't get to finish being played out. So that oh. so that was just something that she that. really resonated with. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Maybe she lost that uh, that sibling, but I don't think she should take mm-hmm. it personally. Okay. Yeah, but mm. you know what? I'm left. I'm left with the burden of caring for her. Um, so how? Ugh. And as as far as her lifespan, how much longer do you think she has here? Oh with my us? God! When is this girl gonna die? That's what I said all no. the time about my okay. dad. No, um, no, no. I mean, I'm just being silly. Okay, go ahead. But not okay. I, I'll see what I can get. A lot of times they don't really like to give you like a time or a date difficult. for for yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's almost impossible. I it, it feels like there can be an exit point coming up in this next year. Um, I'm asking him. It's free will, of course, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really making me feel like there's a point in a year that she could make that decision. Yeah. But, but, but I, I just, want, just the I, way I I'm kind of it, it looks like failing in that time. So I don't think it's going to be much uh, longer than that. Yeah. Well, you know, but I do want to point say. out. Well, I do want to point what did out you say? that I didn't. Hear, I did, oh, I'm sorry. Real I quick, didn't hear the, the, no, but the time. It's going to be in the next year. You know, it's most likely. But I think that mm-hmm. the important thing to take away uh, here is that when she transitions she will see you differently okay she will not see this one person better than the other etc but so is that what you said um uh kim is that uh it, it looks like within the next year it's most likely involved. and it looks like there i mean because she could you know she could go on beyond that she couldn't she could not take that exit point but to me, it looked like there's a steady failing over the next year, and it kind of looks like more like she will choose to take it. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And then as you yeah, were talking, that's, that's what I'm talking I felt something else too. There's some she felt some kind of guilt with with the mm-hmm. with favorite one. 
something that happened oh. in a past life oh. that she's really trying to make up for. Oh. And when she does pass, um, you know, she she will she loves you all equally. It's the part of her personality that is in pain and dysfunctional that's showing that behavior. Oh. And oh, so, yeah. you know, I'm connecting with her higher self, and sh- she does love you all. And she, she, I can just Aww. feel there were lessons for everybody in the way it worked out. So, what was the guilt that she had toward with this, um, this one male sibling, um, that made her feel like she had to act like he was the favorite? What happened? It was past and life. It was past life. Yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah. I get it, but what? She let him. She she let him down, or. She let him down somehow. She really let him down. That's all I'm getting. Oh, or felt okay. like she really right. let him down, even though it was an event that was supposed to happen. All right. All right. Well, so we'll go to the next person. Right. Thank you for calling in, Betty. And we got somebody from the um, 401. Well, come on. Click, click. Uh. Oh, good. 414 area code. How are you doing? Uh, welcome Hi, to the show. Elise. Thank you. Hi, Lisa, Hi. Kim, and Eric. Hello, Hello. Who's this? This is Aaron. I'm uh, Aaron. I'm back oh, in Wisconsin. Aaron, my main man. Thank you for calling <laughs> in. Hey, I want to say kudos to Eric's Urban Camouflage and uh, also the um, uh, Instagram. A couple months ago, you pointed out that your husband was a former long rifle marksmanship and uh, person and so was I. I was in the uh, on the All Army Rifle Team and uh, I used to compete in the Deep South of America and I even w- had aspirations to go to uh, the tryouts for the '88 Calgary Winter Olympics and I couldn't quite get there because in 1986 Ronald Reagan and two of his senators created the Graham Rudman Act. And they were cutting back on so much military spending that they took away uh, all of the, the positions that we had on the all-army rifle team. So I got trained by the President's awesome. 100, so these, this team of people, President's 100. So shout out to your husband. I'm also a competitor Oh, my God. You need, to, you need to email me because I wanted to get you guys together this conversation. He just yes. got his concealed carry thing. Um, recently, oh, cool. and he thinks he's badass now. <laughs> so he's got the Springfield. He's going to buy a, a Springfield Hellcat. Why not? Anyway, but uh, but he is all about safety, and he is an amazing marksman. I mean, he was the national champion in Norway for that kind of stuff. So email me, Aaron. Wow. You know my email address? Yes, 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 yes. I will definitely. Okay, email me, and I'll it's- hook you guys up. Okay. So what and, you got? And, for, have, and Eric loved uh, guns, ironically. <laughs> but uh, no, no pun, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sorry about that. The loss, but he's doing great things. No, 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 no. I'm, yeah, I know, I know. And so, the, uh, I have a medical question. I um, was, uh, oh, I think, ten years ago, I had an ultrasound on my liver, mm-hmm. and then they performed a biopsy on my liver, and they said you have non-alcoholic yeah. fatty liver disease. And then they looked at my gallbladder and they said, you have a slow growing polyp in there. When it reaches one centimeter, it's cancer. And we remove the whole gallbladder. And in my head, I said, no, you're not taking my gallbladder. So I did some 
esoteric type research and I used a nutritional intervention and tons of exercise and two years later I had a full total of five liver biopsies and five ultrasounds at the end of those 24 months the polyp was gone and they'd never seen it before so my my Thank you. My continued concern is is that can I teach something to the medical field with this information, or is it always just going to be an argument, me butting heads with doctors? Um, you know what, um, Aaron? Aaron, let me tell you one thing. You need to, and you guys listen to me because I think it's one of the better books. Get the book called The Body, A Guide for Occupants by Bill Bryson, because he talks a lot about all of what you're saying. It is, it's funny, too. The guy has a great sense of humor. The Body, A Guide for Occupants. And um, you sure. guys out there, I can't tell you how many patients I have ugh, grabbed from the clutches of death because of doctors who are famous and well-known and have a great reputation, but screwed up and um i just you have to take your own health in your own hands you have to take responsibility it's called google find everything you can about what's going on with you like aaron okay and and Mm -hmm. go on yeah i I did a lot eric is saying that traditionally you know because they don't know how how it happened and they don't like not to have have the answers for one thing but he's yeah. saying you did a great job healing yourself and that you are planting seeds and he's saying many many more people will be having like spontaneous remissions that they don't know how mm. how how they're happening so he's he's telling me to tell you to just keep talking about it tell anyone who wants to listen um, even if you weren't influencing the medical field, which he tells me you are, whether you realize it or not, you're going to influence other people maybe to start trying natural remedies and start start realizing that they have to be in a partnership. If they're going to go to a, a doctor, it's not I hand over all of my power to you and you tell me what's wrong and fix me. Yes. It's yeah. a partnership God, yes. where you're, a you're partnership. actually the boss yes. and they are helping you to heal. They are your helper, you know. You have to see you know, them like it's, that it's, and not turn yeah, over all awesome. your Yeah, it's awesome, Aaron, that you called at the time where Kim, a nurse, um, right. is helping us here because I, I think that she's perfect for you. And, um, yeah, maybe you should have a blog and, you know, educate people to be their own best advocate. I don't know, but okay. – um, I also what do, you do uh, I, Eric, I also do cryo chambers and uh, intravenous vitamins. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do you think about that, Eric? Um, he He's shaking his head, all good results. And when you said the intravenous vitamins, there was a really, there was a ping of energy. You're, real, you're benefiting from that more than you know. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Just look, uh, really please. Get that uh, the copy of the book, The Body, Bill Bryson. I swear to God, you will not be sorry. It is funny, and it's a lot of times mm-hmm. where you just your jaw drops. It's 
It's one of the best books I've ever read. Anyway, so. Okay. I'm and I get, t- I get 10% you are from every sale. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Aaron. And let's go Bye-bye. on to the next caller. Bye. Alrighty. Let's see. Okay. Come on. I don't know what's going on with my cursor. I need to curse the cursor, I guess. Uh, all right, we got somebody from the three one zero area code. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, you how are me? you? Hi, darling. Yes, What's I can up? hear you. Hi, hi. Um, I w- want to say hello to you all today, and then um, ask Eric if he has advice for me on um, my path forward. I'd like to do energy work, and I'm starting to get some of the my ducks in a row and. Wow. Finally kind of branching off on my own. So if he has advice to give me, I would gladly hear it. I I feel like this is awesome. But but, but what's your first name? Gail. Gail. Okay. Gail, I'm just going to say, as a mom, as a mom, you know, I don't know if you're married or what, but I feel like my son is crushing on you. I'm sorry if that's inappropriate, (laughs) but I feel it. He loves beautiful uh, women, and, and I just feel, it just came to me right then. So I'm sorry if that's the wrong thing to say, but no. But um, uh, we talk. I I talk to him in in indirect ways. I don't have a uh, I don't have the board, but I use my pendulum to to communicate. Yeah. So we have very mm-hmm. nonverbal conversations. So that's okay. why I wanted to reach out through the the radio mm-hmm. show today to be able to mm-hmm. maybe hear his voice a little better. So yeah. I feel like he likes you. I mean, you know, he really oh, likes yeah. you and is very fond of you. Yeah. Well, well first mutual. Thing, <laughs> first thing mm-hmm. he tells me before you even get the question out was you had a brilliant idea. So you're right on track there. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking about just doing when you were going to do healing work that it is important that you continue with your own healing and don't ignore that and just focus on others. But Mm. he says you're going to go through your own healing process while you do that. How did you do that, um, though? Wait, how did you heal herself? She'll she'll find where there's discomfort, where there's dysfunction and that kind of thing. And being she's opening up to being a healer, She'll find the remedies and the people that will help her. She, she's going to have to oh, learn okay. to follow her own guidance oh, and intuition okay. when she was, when she's doing okay. it. Eric says you are remembering who you are. Up mm-hmm. until now, he said you'd forgotten. He <laughs> says you're going like most to. Of us. Mm-hmm, um, the guys are going to be helping you with your spiritual sight, with your clairvoyance. And then they asked me to tell you, I don't know what this is about, but the worst is behind you now. And you are are, um, surmounting any previous challenging. Okay. Uh, Sorry, you said the worst is behind me. And then uh, what about, what was the last sentence? Um, You um, You are surmounting any previous challenges. Okay. So you just, wow. you know, you just work through these things. And he's the other thing he's just asking me to touch on with you 
some people get the idea that in order for them to be a healer, they have to be completely healed and whole themselves. Oh, and I've saying, been told that a couple of times, so it's it's well, it, me back it is a little bit. You're you're more effective, and it is going to happen. But this is the thing: you are just opening to an energy that's already there and allowing it, assisting it to flow through to benefit the other person. If you can read like a book on Reiki or something, I don't know what you're going to study, but it kind of will explain to you how that works. And yes, as you heal yourself, you'll get stronger and more effective, but that doesn't mean you have to wait for 10 years till you think you're healed. You just start now. Oh, yeah. And your continue to start will build up as you go. Yeah. Wait, are you saying that frequent? Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, No, no, there are some frequencies and energies that I feel that I really wish that I could share with people? Is that something that if I if I continue to do Reiki with people, will that be something I could eventually share share with people? Interesting mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you can actually, what you can do is, especially as you're learning and learning how to put boundaries up and stuff, you can ask to only be given the knowledge when you're supposed to say something about it or when you're mm. supposed to help. Oh. You know, just just let your guys know you don't want to be eavesdropping in on all of their personal business. It's too okay. much for me to, to be involved with. I just want to know what it is that I need to help with. Okay. Nice. And that way you won't get overwhelmed. So, so Eric, uh, you help her out, Okay. Oh, he says. He I know will. you want to. I know oh, he yeah. does. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was just going to tell, well, everybody on the call too, but you, especially if you're interested in a healer, I'm going to do a free healing at noon this Saturday. And I'll be on Facebook. Oh, that's my birthday. All I need is a name. <laughs> it is. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if people just want to send me their name, I'll include you. I don't need to know what what the concern is. The healing goes for it doesn't matter if it's a headache or whatever. That so. is awesome. Okay, so Kim, you need to send that to me, and I will post it tomorrow on social oh, media. Oh, great! Would you? Okay, yeah, etc. So yeah, just don't give it to me now because I'll forget. But yeah, please I'll email that to me. And um, guys, thank you so much, all of you. Eric, I love you, and all you peeps. That our listeners, the, the fact that so many of you are ah, light workers that are helping raise the vibration of oh god, ninety seconds. Be quiet. Uh, the raise the vibration of the world. I'm so grateful to you. I'm grateful to you, Kim, for being the voice of my son and Eric. Oh, god, I you. love you so much. And, and um, he loves you and says. Mom, thank you to you, too. None of this would be possible without you. I love you. And, uh, Kim, I'll talk to you Thursday because we've got a session about twin flames. And, okay, bye, guys. And don't forget to join us next Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Love you.